This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. As a jazz musician and an educator, I'm often looking for new ways to practice improvising over jazz standards, whether it be for myself or for you guys. And oftentimes we overcomplicate the improvisation process, thinking that we have to come straight out of the gate playing complex bebop lines or quote-unquote hip lines in order to you know really sound great playing over jazz standards. But the truth of it is the most important thing to include in our improvisation is melody. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be going over three strategies that you can start practicing today that will help you play more melodic jazz solos and also give you a great starting point to start building your jazz solos. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and the videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Thank you so much for being here. Whether this is your very first time ever listening to the show, welcome, welcome. Or if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for coming on back. I do appreciate you. Like I said, we're going to be talking about three strategies for starting to improvise using melody as our starting point, using melody as our framework. And you know, um, I'm coming out with my new book, Jazz Improvisation Made Simple. Uh, the official launch date is March 8th, but the soft launch is March 1st, where uh, the, the Kindle ebook on Amazon and the paperback version is going to be out. And we're even going to have the audio book available for that. And one thing that I do talk about in that book is the fact that we, we shouldn't be practicing scales and we shouldn't be practicing licks and lines just for the sake of practicing those things. What we want to be practicing is melody. And while those other tools can help us in constructing melodies, we want to be practicing melodies and not those things in and of themselves. And that's really how we're going to improve our, our, our jazz improv. So these three strategies, I believe, are really going to be helpful for you today. Uh, by the way, that book, uh, currently when this episode is coming out, the Kindle ebook version is available for pre-order right now. So that's uh, at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash jazz improv. Um, if you're holding out for the paperback, it's going to be a soft launching on March 1st and then a full launch on March 8th. Uh, if you want to get tied into knowing when all that's coming out, just make sure you're signed up to my newsletter. Everybody over there knows what's going on. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Okay, well, that's all for that. Let's jump right into these three strategies. Really excited. Let's do this. All right, strategy number one. Strategy number one uh, I want to talk about is simply basing your solo off of the melody of the jazz standard. So strategy number one, 
basing your solo off the melody of the, of the jazz standard. I'm going to demonstrate, to be sure, in just one second. Now, this is not a four-in-one to uh, suggestions that I've made on this podcast before, or if you're involved in my Jazz Standards Playbook Volume 1, you know that this is an improv lesson in there uh, and a call to action I give. But that is using the melody as a basis for your solo. Um, now, quickly before I demonstrate this, um, uh, let's, ju- uh, let's just say why we would do this. Well, first of all, the melody is the heart and soul of any song, right? And it's not, it's not the chord progressions. Now, the chord progressions are important, and sometimes they dictate the melody, and it depends on how you compose music yourself, too. But the melody is really the heart and soul of the song. You know, what do we sing in the shower? We sing melodies, not chord progressions. I mean, <laughs> at least not usually right? So the melody is the heart and soul of the song. And I always like to use the blues as, as an example. Like what makes one blues different from another blues? It's the melody, right? For, for the most part. Sometimes there's different chord changes in there, but really it's the melody. So is it a good idea to use the melody in our solos as a way to not only um, pay homage to the song, but also to develop great solos? Yes, absolutely. It is. So I'm going to be using a jazz standard, one of my favorite jazz standards, actually, as an example for all of the examples today, and that is My Shining Hour. Uh, my Shining Hour, if you haven't heard that tune, well, actually, before I, I demonstrate this first strategy, you prob- let's just to make sure if you haven't heard My Shining Hour, I'm going to go ahead and play the melody of My Shining Hour so you can hear what that sounds like. That way, everything I do after this will make more sense, all right? So take a listen to this. Um, so that was the melody. So what I'm going to do now is take just a chorus, like the same amount I just did there, and I'm going to play a a solo based around this melody. So in other words, my goal here is to be referencing this melody throughout the solo, like kind of using it as my foundation rather than me just going off and playing whatever I feel like or, you know, playing lines and licks and all that stuff. I'm going to try to simplify my solo and really try to focus on the melody. A lot easier said than done. uh, Trust me. So let's go ahead and I'm going to now do strategy number one. Thank you. 
All right. So you can take as many liberties as you want with it, um, but the the main key is to always kind of revisit the melody. And you could hear me quoting the melody throughout the entire process. So whatever else I played in between, I was still dictated by the melody. So in my head, I'm always singing the melody. And by the way, pro tip, this is a great way not to get lost in a jazz standard if you've always got that melody in your head. Because the melody, it's going to stick with you. Chord changes, you could easily get mixed up or lost or any of those things while you're soloing. But if you've always got that melody in the back of your head, it's really going to help you out. Okay, moving on to strategy number two. So strategy number two is to improvise your own melody. Improvise your own melody. Um, When I'm saying this, I'm not talking about, um, like we all know, you know, sure, bebop lines are melodies too, all those things. But kind of what the idea of this exercise is to try to improvise. Essentially, we're speeding up the composition process here. So we're still improvising, not composing. But we are trying to improvise a melody in the style of the jazz standard that we're playing. So in other words, in my case, I'm trying to think about how the melody is on my Shining Hour. You know, it's kind of, um, there's lots of space. It's very singable. Uh, you know, it's not a notey tune. It's like not a bebop head or anything like that. So now I'm going to try to compose my own melody, really improvise my own melody on the spot that is in that style. Now, what is this going to do? Well, first of all, now we're starting to branch away from something that's already been uh, set up for us, which is the melody of the jazz standard. And now we're starting to really exercise that muscle of creating a really singable, beautiful melody on our own, right? Because ultimately, you know, if we can take this process now and just turn it into eighth notes or 16th notes or whatever you want to play so that you can play maybe lines you want to play or maybe you don't want to play like bebop lines, that's really all we're doing here, right? But what we need to practice first is creating really nice, simple melodies, okay? So I'm going to do this very thing. So do another chorus over my shining hour, but I'm going to improvise my own melody in the style of the tune, okay? So check this out. Again, that's just an improvised melody here. Didn't compose that. That just kind of was coming up on the spot there. So I, I could <laughs> I couldn't really necessarily remember how I started. I think what's well, how did I start it? Well, something like that, right? So usually a melody has a theme to it. So despite the fact that I wasn't really able to completely remember what the theme I started with was. You know, I still kind of came back to some of those ideas of playing longer notes and trying to connect the melody together, right? So that it wasn't just a random string of ideas, but it was something that built on each other, right? 
So that's kind of the next thing to do. Now, the great thing about this exercise is, again, it's improvising. It's not composing, which I do preach as well, right? I've done episodes and lessons about writing contrafacts and how slowing the improvisation process down can be really great. But also, you want to start exercising that improv muscle, right? Because that, that's your brain has to think a lot faster than composing. So you want to exercise that too. So what we could keep doing is we could keep just spending as much time as we want, like trying to improvise another melody and another melody. And what kind of starts to happen is you start feeling like, oh, I, I know how to connect these notes together. And you start hearing singable melodies in your head. So we could practice this more and more over just this jazz standard. So that's strategy number two. Strategy number three is what I call, well, what many call motific development or just simply taking a theme or an idea and running with it. So this is kind of where we preordain or compose a melodic idea ahead of time. And then we're going to kind of reference it throughout the entire solo that we're going to play. So in other words, we are taking the time to compose a theme here. You could improvise it too. But we're taking the time to compose our own theme, the kind of a lick or a line. And then the idea is to superimpose that over different parts of the tune or come up with other variations of it as we go along. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with something that I guess I'm just going to kind of base it off the... Those are the first chords of uh, My Shining Hour. So I guess I'm just going to come up with some sort of melodic idea. And once I've settled on it, then we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and do the exercise. So let me try something here. Hmm. All right. Uh... So I think that's going to be it. It's very simple, but I feel like it's something that I can quote from time and time again during the solo. So it could be longer than if you want, but that's kind of what I want to go for. So let's check this out and see how I do with taking that idea. Now, I don't have to exclusively play that idea. But again, sort of like referencing the melody, I'm going to be coming back to that theme time and time again, right? So let's try this. All right, so 
Um, that was strategy number three. So taking a little lick, little small melodic idea, if you will, and kind of using that as a theme. Sometimes we call this motific development, and there's lots of different kinds of motific development. Essentially, just taking a little theme or idea, morphing it, twisting it, but always coming back to it. So you can kind of see the theme of all three of these strategies, right? All has to do with melody. So the first strategy was basing the solo off the melody. So you're still coming back to a reference point time and time again. The second one was creating your own melody. So you're kind of trying to go back to what you're improvising in the moment, right? You're trying to go back to that theme a little bit or trying to remember, like take the essence of what you're starting with, maybe how long you're playing the notes. If you're going up and then you're going down or whatever it is, but you're having to do that in the moment, which exercises a very different uh, a very different muscle, right? And the third one is you're also having to keep going back to something, but it's something that you've preordained, a little lick or idea that you're continually trying to work into your solo. So all these are kind of really exercising different muscles that are going on here, but they all have to do with starting to improvise great melodies. So if we work on things like this, this is where we can really start to create creative solos and great stuff. Now that doesn't take away from learning licks and learning solos and learning jazz language like we all need we need to be we need to be doing and imitating other great players but this is going to be a way that you're still to improvise more organically so my challenge to you is to give some of these a try this week pick a jazz standard that you know well already and then try one two or even all three of these strategies All right, that's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Hope that you found some of this information helpful today. Um, I know that these kinds of things have been helpful for me to try to get outside of feeling like I'm playing exercises or trying to you know impose licks that I've learned over top of pieces when I get trapped into those those things which are you know like I said before it's all good to learn scales it's all good to learn licks and to to have these ideas but we got to figure out a way to make that organic and so these things have helped me so yes um, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show my new book jazz improvisation made simple uh, and for those who aren't caught up it's kind of what I would say from my research is the first self-help style book on jazz improvisation, meaning that it's not a method book chock full of exercises and examples and all those things, but rather full of strategies and a great book that you know you can have on your shelf or on your Kindle or whatever it is. First time ever selling something on Amazon. So right now that is available for pre-order for the Kindle ebook version. And that is uh, at, well, you can find that at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash jazz improv. But on March 1st, so coming up really quick, here we're doing a soft launch um which basically just means we're going to have the book on for a lower price uh, for the for the first week before March 8th for our full launch. But the paperback version is going to be available. And I got the proof version in the mail the other day, and it looks awesome. Um, it's really cool. I've never done something like this before. So kind of exciting for me. Hope you're excited too. So again, uh, be on the newsletter if you want to stay up to date with that, or just check back later at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash jazz improv. And to end the show today, as I always ask, 
ask if you could go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a rating review telling other people why you like the show. That's a really easy way to help out. Just a really simple, easy way to help the show out. I'd love to get to 400. We're about 50 away, 50 away from 400 rating and reviews on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So um, feel free to head on over there and leave one for me. I do greatly appreciate it. Okay, we have another great episode coming out next week. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to be subscribed to the podcast, uh, but you're going to love it. Trust me. All right. See you next time. Cheers and happy practicing. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.